What's so funny? I just don't. I don't really know what you want. Well, so <laughs> I know what we're doing here. Well, I wanted to talk about. It's John. It's John. Gluten is not your problem. Conversations with culinary chameleon, modern day Renaissance man, and my friend Walter Schmidt. Join us for insights, musings, and rants on food culture, life, the universe, and more. Please enjoy. Lime, my 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 boss brought me. Mm-hmm. One of my managers. We have the same um, sensibility towards attractive fruit. Like I remember when Mackenzie um, used to think I was totally nuts because I would find like this perfect, beautiful lemon, like the perfect lemon shape with like a totally unblemished skin. And I remember. I like saved it, take pictures of it and stuff. Well, Don, a manager, he uh, he has a similar. Sort of sensibility. So he would bring he every time he sees like a really cute little lime or a lemon, he'll bring it over. And so he brought me this lime, and it was like a perfect quintessential lime. It was like a cartoon of a lime, mm-hmm. but it was sticky. I couldn't figure out like how or why it was. St- I washed it. I washed it with soap. I scrubbed it. You know, like and every time I like I washed it, rinsed it, and then dried it off, and it was sticky. And then like I was like, well, what the hell? And I I scrubbed it with soap. Like I did, I ran it through the dishwasher. I could not get this lime to stop being sticky. It was the weirdest, grossest thing. It really bothered me a lot. I don't like sticky things. No, well, I understand. I mean, it's a piece of fruit, so that's why I thought maybe. Yeah. It's just a little sugary, but I'll try tasty. in a minute when I, I'm. I got to get my courage up a little bit. It's just a golden berry. Mm. That's not the name of a fruit. Let me see this package. <laughs> I mean, how did I go forty years without hearing of golden berry? Like, I mean, from Illinois. It it's not like it's from Thailand, <laughs> you know, like some mysterious fruit from the Orient. This is from Illinois, and I've never heard of it. No, I'm not. I'm not buying that. That's what it is. It's tomato or something. It's not. It's sweet. It's tangy. It's citrusy. What is the inside? Tropical. Like? It's you got. It feels open? like it's got some seeds in it. And, and feel like, you haven't cut one in it's half. It's not orangey. Can I cut it in half yeah. real quick? I just saw him at the store. I was okay, buying berries. There's a knife in the dish drainer there. Okay. And the surface you'd like me to cut this on. Just grab a paper towel. Bring it over here. I got one right here. Yeah. Are we recording already again? Yes. Why won't you ever tell me? You never tell me that we've started, you bastard. You got like, you, got, you know, even Wayne's World, they did the five, four, three. Like, why don't you say two or one? Two you or just one. don't say two or one. <laughs> I'm not asking you to say two or one, John, but no. you know. It looks kind of like a fig inside that's probably more accurate it's kind of soft but it has a little seeds but the seeds are soft too huh the seeds are soft too all right it's pretty tasty huh oh no no it's like it's like all of the negative parts of a grape <laughs> like none of the good parts of the grape like the the super thick skin of the grape you don't like it no i'm not enjoying it no, that would be the same thing as not liking it. Is it? <clears throat> yes, I think so. <laughs> Should we have that argument? <laughs> that like is not the same as enjoy? I like something? Well, I like something, I dislike something. To say I hate something, to say... I know, enjoy a bunch of grapes. So like many grapes. gradations of, of yes. pleasure. But, you know. okay, so that's a, that's a no on the golden berry from Illinois. For me, yeah, that's yeah. a no. I'm not going to... 
maybe on a pizza or something. <laughs> we used to put kumquats on pizzas. Oh, pizza. Yeah. So this came up again, and I thought this was this was um, there's a pizza, done. There's a pizza thing, okay. Well, you know, there's the whole, like, do you put pineapple on pizza? And then people would be like, uh, I love pineapple was, on pizza. And then there would be other people who would be like, that's an abomination. That's a yeah. sacrilege. Kevin put- Magnum was, like, super pissed off about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, how do you stand on it? I thought the issues was dead. And, but you- Well, um, what I posted on my Facebook, I got a little dark said if you were gonna do something you know like, i don't know yeah read it for yourself it was it was a little inappropriately dark that i got but i feel like like pretty much everything else like i don't like this golden fruit thing you go ahead and eat them man like i'm not gonna cast aspersions on what you want to eat mm-hmm. if you want to put pineapple on your pizza he put pineapple on your pizza and i find that there are certain combinations of pineapple on pizza that can be quite delicious so yeah so you're, it's just live and let live. As it's long live as... and let live. It's uh, yeah. It's it's like the Jesus freak scenario. It's like, you know, I'm glad that you believe what you believe, but you know, the only prayer I would ever make to your God is please protect me from your followers. Like <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you would say that about anybody who was trying to force pineapple pizza on you? I would be or... like, I mean, well, forcing anything. It's like have some pizza. No, I'm okay. You know, or if if you know if I was hungry. I mean, and it looked good to me, and sure, I'll have some pineapple on my pizza. I've I've had some really good pineapple pizzas. Yeah. Well, okay. I, just, I don't feel like you should really feel that strongly about it. The only thing I feel passionately about is the ketchup situation, but we know that already. We're not going to beat that dead horse. Not until we come across it again, I guess. But yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um. So yeah, I I I would not pick pineapple for my pizza mm-hmm. i like Not more savory itself. no but like it usually comes with ham so like i think the whole i think i imagine this the origin of it comes from that pineapple Hawaiian. clove ham that you have like when you do like a baked ham they yeah. put pineapple on yeah, it right so exactly. somebody somebody at one point back in the there was like 50s, a hawaiian thing to do sure so uh 1942 um you know world war is over we acquire hawaii Mm-hmm. People start having luau's, right? Um, so, like, it was kind of cool. Like when I talk about Teeny Biggs and Hula Hula, because mm-hmm. um, Teeny Biggs was sort of like the high end or the nice kind of fancy 1920s style or 1920s 40s style, like tiki, not tiki, uh, like Speak martini, martini, martini lounge, martini mm-hmm. lounge, like kind of Bauhausian lines across the vaulted ceilings and all this kind of stuff like Mad Men you know we'd play that every night on the big screen well not every but you know on the weekly and then Hula Hula was the Tiki lounge in the in the back though you know all that kind of stuff which Tiki isn't really Hawaiian but um, you get the idea there's pineapple and everything and the the owner was always trying to get two different menus out of the chefs he's like we gotta have this kind of food over here and this kind of food at this bar and what I kept trying to explain to him is in the 40s, what was happening in America was both. You had the Mad Men over here, and then you mm-hmm. had the acquisition of Hawaii, so people started having luau's and, yeah, pineapple and ham and, you know, these sorts of style drinks and all these, you know, like people, you know, that was, both things were happening. You could have coconut shrimp and steak on both menus. Like, you could have Hawaii, like, you could offer it on both sides. You could have one menu for both sides, and it would make total sense. It would really be kind of cool. Yeah, and that, that he didn't think so. He didn't. I mean, eventually, 
we we lost chef after chef until we've got a chef lazy enough to just do both because it was convenient for him and it worked great but so it kind of just worked itself out but not because they listened to me it just kind of <laughs> i find that sometimes restaurant tours they'll they'll do this thing where they'll want to and we've talked about this at, about restaurants that no longer exist but they'll want to kind of try to control when and what the guest so Oh, mm-hmm. I'm terribly sorry. You can't have that sitting in this room. But if you sit over here at this table, then right. we're happy to serve you, which is Can we have away. the full menu at the bar? <clears throat> no, unfortunately, you can't. Like, what the hell? Why not? Why can't I sit here and have my filet mignon? Like, that Why doesn't do make... I have to dictate where I can sit to have what I... Right. Yeah. That's stupid. I think the only exception would be when these tasting menus... And having like a single yeah, plate, I mean, like if you, well, because you have to all that service, you have to right. have somebody come out and explain what's on each dish, and like the the t- and then the sh- the sommelier has to come out. It's like yeah, that's not happening at the bar. Like that's completely <laughs> unreasonable. Like, but other than that, I think that you should be able to eat whatever you want wherever you want. Yeah, and so don't dictate where and when. No, if you're going to offer happy hour, I mean, it, it depends on the on the. Are you going to offer happy hour in your restaurant? Probably not. Main restaurant. But you're then? also going to have a lounge area for people. But if right. you don't have a lounge area and you're going to try to offer happy hour, but you can only have it at the ten stools at the bar, I mean, because then people are going to crowd right. in, and I mean that's kind of the hope, right? You want to build business at the bar, right. but so you can't offer happy hour in the, the dining room. The main dining room. That's... No, I'm not saying that. It depends on the restaurant. So what's good for the goose is not necessarily good, good for, for the, the gander. gander. I guess I don't know. I mean, it sounds it's, like a double standard. And you know what? Yes. And I'm comfortable with that, actually. You're comfortable with the double well, standard. Because it, it, it kind of bothers me that the term double standard is negative. But there are, you know what? There's more than double. There's like a hundred standards that we have. You know, like, oh, men shouldn't do this and women shouldn't do that because, oh, that's a double standard. It's like, yeah, we have double standards. Like, women are built a different way than men for different reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's, you know... Yeah, I think it mostly just comes. I think the the phrase, and I, I agree, the phrase "double standard" is often seen negative when it comes to equality of pay. Yeah, you know, if if I'm doing the same job as you, we should get paid the same. Not, but I think also when you're talking about a restaurant versus the bar or lounge area, they're two mm-hmm. very different things. They're, you know, people come to the bar to drink, so you should try to sell food. People mm-hmm. come to the dining room to eat, so you should try to sell drinks, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the default. Right. Go to the bar. I'm going to drink. So let's push the food menu. Right. Vice versa. Yeah. So. That makes sense. I just don't, I just find it difficult when I've been in situations where like, no, no, we won't bring you that plate of food. And I understand the can of worms that it can, that it can sometimes open yeah, up. Yeah. I mean, it's like, especially with like, well, in my situation where the, the, the kitchen is producing food for the in-room dining department, the spa, cafe, they're producing food for the bar and they're producing food for the high-end restaurant. And then the high-end restaurant gets full, like they're at capacity. So they are, every table for the next, you know, for the duration of from open to close has been reserved. Like it's a big busy night, right? Mm-hmm. Which means that every single chair, every single person in there has the potential to order something off of this one menu, which those items are kind of come from a certain part of the kitchen. Now, when you say this entire section of the restaurant is packed, like we can't fit any more people to expect the restaurant to also provide that same menu for more additional seats, that makes sense to me. When they would come to me and say, Sante's at capacity, we can't offer Sante's food at the bar tonight. 
that I understand. Right. The the poor guy making filet mignon can't make. He can make sixty five filet mignon, but he can't make hundred and sixty five filet mignon. And to expect you know because he's got to do IRD. So this you know so just oh the restaurant's full we'll just go to our room and order this menu, and then the other half of the people are going to go to the bar and order this menu. Well, it's like that's not how finite resources work like sorry there are only 65 filet mignon and they are reserved for the people who made reservations at the restaurant so i get i get that saying no on certain things yeah can't there can be reasons for that yeah um but as a policy fuck your policy that's what i yeah it shouldn't be a static policy it should be a case by case like Ordinarily, sir, absolutely, I would love to be able to offer you this menu. Unfortunately, tonight, they are at capacity in that kitchen, so this is the menu that I have available to us. I mean, we Otherwise, can have... we can make you a reservation for tomorrow. <laughs> yes, I can have an adult conversation with my guests if they're willing. Yeah. Mostly, they just want to have tantrums, but that's just, that's what people do when they go out to eat now. <laughs> have tantrums? That's what Yelp has taught them to do. Oh. Yeah, I don't really follow the Yelp. Well, if I just have a tantrum, then at least I can get what I want. Yeah, I don't have to feel good about it. I can just get it. But it's just that doesn't seem like an enjoyable way to live your life or to enjoy. I the... don't feel like these people have any joy in their life. <laughs> I feel like they are they are vacuums of joy. <laughs> they, they walk into a room, and they suck the joy. Like I am, I am a joy machine. You're a fountain. Yes, and these people come in and they suck all the joy out of me. And not all of a sudden, and the rest of the bar feels it too. And all of a sudden, they'll look at me and be like, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> I'm like, "It's okay." And then I'm like, absolutely, sir, I can remake your margarita with a tablespoon less sugar. Like, do you, like, they'll stand there and, like, bark ingredients and, like, no, that's too many bitters. Oh, no, that's too much sugar. It's like, all right, I'll just dump the drink out. Like, oh, you didn't have to dump it out. I'm like, of course, sir, I just want to make the drink exactly the way you like, sir. It's like, well, I would have drank that. It's like, yes, but you wouldn't have paid for it. And we Mm -hmm. both know that. So so I'm going to dump it down the sink and we're both going to watch this happen. Everyone in the bar is now going to watch this happen. And I will charge you. And I will charge you for the drink that you drink. Um, oh, did you? You didn't. You didn't listen to that podcast I sent you about the they might be giants. Yeah. No. And you said podcasts are stupid. <laughs> Why do you have to repeat things like that? Well, because on I, our podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't. I can't even listen to this one. It's just. <clears throat> what don't you like about podcasts? Uh, it's, it's like it's like it's like you have to allocate the time to read a book. But you don't even get to say you read a book. Like, you don't even get the... There's no clout. It's like, well, what'd you do yesterday? Well, you know, I had some time on my hands, so I read a few chapters in the book I'm reading. Oh, okay, that sounds like a nice, relaxing afternoon. What'd you do? Oh, I uh, listened to my podcast. Like, what were you doing while you were doing your podcast? Like, were you doing, Cleaning or... Doing something constructive? Yeah. Is that... That sounds exhausting. Can you just... I don't know. I just I I, I hate enjoy the them. I hate the sound of my voice, so I, oh, I, I that's think... why I can't listen to this one. And I like I don't want them to take away the things that I like about They Might Be Giants. I don't want to listen to a podcast that's going to make me angry. I feel like that's what's going to happen. I don't want to roll the dice. I'm, I'm afraid. Find out that I it's... fear. I don't listen to podcasts because I'm afraid. How's that? Is that what you want to hear? <laughs> I'm glad we're want? getting to the root of it. But no, I wasn't looking for that. I just thought it was a, a funny conversation we had earlier. Like, I don't know. I hate podcasts. And I, so I just wonder, you know, like what people who listen to us, like if there's anybody out there, like how do you like to, how do you consume your media? Is this something that you listen to 
while you're cleaning the house or driving, maybe? I mean, I listen to books while I drive. Yes. Is that if, fair? If, if I had a car and I was in a situation where I was going a long distance, I would probably put on a little podcast. I would probably check out my friend Brian uh, Casey's podcast. He does this wine thing mm-hmm. that he does. I don't know the name of it, unfortunately. I'm, oh. I'm not a good friend. But um, <laughs> but if you yeah, if you find Brian Casey and you listen to his podcast. He's got a wine cast? A yeah, wine. yeah. Like I, I really want to check it out, but I just haven't had the time. Yeah. Man, as you know, I have to go. I soon. do very soon, very soon. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I just, I find it interesting because it's something that for me. I mean, I we do this one, and I do a couple other ones, and um, but I mean, I enjoy I talking find, to you. Yes, mostly. I mean, like this is probably since we started doing this. It's like in the four years since I moved here, the most we've hung out. So that's why I mean, it's fun for me. We get together. Not, I, I get I, to have I, a beer. You have I to love, watch me. I love. <laughs> hanging out with you and I know we don't always get to do it because we we work different schedules and you know whatever it is but no it's great and I love hearing these stories but um oh I also wanted to ask you I just thought I just thought the podcast thing was funny and we were yeah. about to go record one and you're like I don't know man I, I hate these podcasts <laughs> I just don't uh, want to listen to them I, <laughs> I like doing them well I appreciate you folks out there that listen to us um and I know Walter does too but I do um so, have you seen any good movies lately? No, I was going to go see one today, but I didn't, you know. What were you going to go see? Oh, The Wick. No, no, well, I was going to see all of the, I was going to see Godzilla and John Wick, and then that other weird one, that I can't remember what it's called. The anti-Superman? The, yeah, it's like the Superman, but if he was like a messed up little boy and just terrorized a town. I don't know. Just look up the cinema, I don't know what you're looking up, but it's... What's playing at the snow? Uh, Brightburn. Brightburn. Yeah, that's what it's called. Oh, okay. Just looks terrifying. It's on Netflix, apparently. What? No way. Oh, maybe not. It's in the movie. Um, no, I wanted to talk to you about the uh, the Elton John movie that you went okay. and saw. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I did very much. Okay. I was confused by it, but I but I liked it. What did you? What were you confused by? Well, I mean, he's still alive. <laughs> so you don't think of... we should be doing movies until people have passed? Well, I mean, it's just yeah, it's just like. You're celebrating, like, celebrate his life, like, what, what he did, who he was, <clears throat> but he still is. So, are we just going to discount what he does from here on out? Because, like, there's a movie that he was in that was telling you about the weird British, the one where the British thug from London it's recruited to be, like, the new James Bond, and they end up in a jungle situation, and this drug lord queen of, like, whatever, the main bad guy, like had kidnapped Elton John and was like forcing him to like put on private shows for her or something. So it was, it was a really funny bit in the movie and it was never spoken. I mean, he's like, you know, it had nothing to do with the movie. You think that should have been there's in the movie? There's still more that... going on in his career. Like there's yeah. a lot, it didn't cover what happened. It's kind of stopped at a certain point in his life. And Well, the thing that was interesting that you said earlier and I wanted to talk about was that for me, oh, why I, you don't like? Them. I don't. I'm not gonna go see another uh, music biopic. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, bang on the table. <laughs> okay. You hate it when I bang on the no, table. Well. I'm sorry. Um, because I find that whether it's Ray or Walk the Line right. or Bohemian Rhapsody, I haven't seen, or the Elton John, I haven't seen. What's that called? Rocket Man. Yeah. Is that they're formulaic, and basically what they do is they make a lot of beautiful. There's beautiful cinematography, and there's right. amazing performances, yeah. right? Like Joaquin Phoenix and Walk the Line, Jamie Fox yeah. in um in Ray. Uh, that was the other thing is, and in, in, in the Elton John one, there was music in there that he didn't do. 
Like See, he, there was like a whole scene where he like is playing this song from the Who, from who's well he from was Tommy. in the movie Tommy. And oh, he, he was. Played, so yes. So that oh, okay. So, so that that's makes, why. I didn't know that because okay, they had yes. this whole montage of him like in different costumes, like the cameras going around showing him in different costumes, mm-hmm. but it was just a piano on the stage playing that that song from Tommy from who's from Tommy. Yeah, he was in the movie. Oh, he was. He played. Uh, I, they wrote the song, but he played it. And he was uh, okay. I think you know he so, kind of made it. I don't want to say made it famous, but yeah, he made it famous because he was in the movie. Okay. Tommy. Then that makes a little sense. Because I was like, that's the who. Like, why yeah. Why is this in here? I didn't understand. So, they didn't explain any of that. That's yeah. messed up. Maybe that's what you're talking about. Maybe. Why they're I, not, I, I they just miss... feel like all this money is put, all this, all these amazing performances, all mm-hmm. of this money, all this beautiful direction, cinematography, costume design, all this stuff that I absolutely respect and love in movies. And it's just a Wikipedia page. There's right. no, I feel like I wish they would take like one summer tour or one day in, in a person's, it's just like, sure. oh, here's the people who are struggling to be musicians. And then the jaded producer discovers that one song and then they go on tour and then there's all the drugs and sex and rock and roll. And then they either die horribly yes, or you're explaining the plot. Point, every, every single, single one, one of them or <laughs> including the and ones then, that you haven't even seen yet the one that's, I haven't that's, even seen yet all of that so, happened yes like I'm not interested but, in that I want well, I wasn't I want there a story. for Ray like I wasn't there for his music I wasn't there for for Queen like to mm-hmm. grow up in that environment to be in that stadium when he's doing that radio no no and you can that, that energy that was going mm-hmm. on in that stadium what they're doing with these movies is they're 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 capturing it. They're they're bottling it, and it's it's kind of sinister and kind of gross when you think about like what they're trying to do is is capture this this essence of of the the magnetic personality or, or the that moment that 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 Freddie Mercury created with that stadium, and they're they're trying to bottle it and sell it right. to a new generation. But and there that's kind of you know deplorable in one way to look at it but at the same time i wasn't there like i grew up listening to queen like i remember finding my sister's records and just being like what's this that's queen i had like a cool cover so i played it and i was like what the fuck like this is awesome and then yeah. and then like of course you know years later um wayne's world had the bohemian rhapsody and i was like there's that song again like and then like everybody seemed to know it and i was like oh did you have a sister's record too it's like no everyone has their own story of how they discovered queen and it's like but we weren't there. Like our age generation, we weren't able to be there in that stadium to feel that exuberance, that 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 passion, like to to like in your gut. Like when I was watching the movie in the theater, like when the tears are welling up, and I was like, I could feel it, like that energy, and it was just like I drank the Kool Aid. Like it was like <laughs> I got the bottle, you know, like the bottled essence, that sinister bottled essence that they that they had captured, that they'd kind of stolen. And then repackaged and sold to me. I ate it. I loved it, and I it kind of. And maybe the I artists, maybe the artists weren't being sinister in, in the story they wanted to tell. I don't think that they were. I'm saying that like the Hollywood producers who right. are doing this, who are retelling that are re, that are doing this this formulaic repackaged story that you kind of ha- are hating on. You're like mm-hmm. just like oh, it's just like this formulaic garbage, and who's going to respect it? But it's like if you weren't there in that auditorium to feel what Freddie Mercury made those people feel. But if you go to the theater and you can feel that just for a second, I mean, I can't look somebody who was there in the eye and say, I know what you felt. But I got a glimpse. But I got a glimpse of it 
And I know that I did. <clears throat> I know what I felt when I when I when I kind of heard when I saw that and when I saw what was happening. And it wasn't his sad, weird story of his overbite. Like it didn't you know, that wasn't really what got me. Like that wasn't the hook. You know, I mean it was kind of vaguely interesting, but you're right. I mean, there's no real plot. There's no question of whether or not is he gonna make it right is his record gonna sell guys <laughs> like we're all really worried about his career like is this is this gonna be the one like yeah we know what's happening like, it's not gonna be there's the no one. suspense there's no surprise there's no that's all you make a good point i mean i i understand and i i appreciate why we go to the movies and maybe i personally have been a little jaded by movies there's in general a drug just like i do yes just like alcohol makes you feel a certain way when you have a you know <clears throat> You imbibe a little wine, mm-hmm. you know, on a warm day, or you have a glass of champagne with some strawberries with a beautiful woman in a hotel room. You know, it's it's not the strawberries necessarily by themselves. It's not the woman by herself, maybe. Or it's not just the champagne. It's it's the, the whole experience. It's not the sunset that did it. It's all of it. You know, and it's these prepackaged emotions that they've they've movies you go and they're selling you a feeling it's like that that it's like that rick and morty where he's like like come to gentle rick's like rick you know this rick you know he had a hard good life and he used to make clocks with his bare hands or whatever the hell it was you know mm-hmm. you know the episode i'm talking no, about no but well he like they had like they had this rick you know rick and morty and he there's a planet full of ricks the rick citadel or whatever and like there's a rick that like had a really good he had a really good day one day mm-hmm. and then they they basically kill him and harvested his brain at, oh, yes. at the exact mm-hmm. moment he was feeling yes. this really great emotion. And then they put it into these cookies. So like you too could experience you know, the zen that Rick felt at that moment he finished his first clock or whatever it was. Like that's what they're doing. They're they're distillating emotion into a, a moment. You for for nine dollars and seventy five cents, you can sit down for two hours and feel something besides what it's like to go to work tomorrow Again. half off on tuesday half off today yeah that's why i was gonna go see three movies that's why i was really excited but we're doing this instead and i'm very happy <laughs> i you make a very good point and i maybe I, again i'm i'm just maybe a little jaded love is a by drug. love is a drug are you quoting uh, roxy music now? <laughs> that's a great song that is a great song it's um what else walter i think that's I was going to talk about the Grand Canyon, but uh, we don't have to. Next week. Should we do it next week? Let's do it next week. Tune in next week when we talk about Walter's childhood again. (laughs) It's John. Thank you for listening to Gluten Is Not Your Problem. Send your ideas, comments, and questions to glutenisnotyourproblem at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.